Hello and welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Andy Viano. This is our first episode of 2021, so of course we're doing the cliche thing and looking ahead at what's to come this year. And to do that, I'm joined by our editor-in-chief, Kellen Brown. I'll ask Kellen about his annual predictions column that is out in this week's Beacon, and we'll talk about at least one prediction that wasn't in there, how Montana's congressional map will be decided, presuming, as many have predicted, that the state will pick up a second congressional seat once the results of the 2020 census are in. And Kellen will also share why he thinks this will be the year, maybe, that someone finally moves into the old Herberger store in Kalispell and run through how his resolution to pick up cigar smoking is going so far. After that, I'll run through the biggest news stories from the last seven days that we've covered on flatheadbeacon.com. First, though, a reminder that this episode and all of the work we produce is made possible by the extremely generous members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Membership starts at as little as $5 a month and helps power our newsroom as we cover the stories that matter most in Northwest Montana, and members get some great perks, too. To find out more or join today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. All right, stick around to the end of the show to learn more about the biggest stories of the week. But now, here's my interview with Kellen Brown on what to expect in 2021. It is my pleasure once again up here in the Flathead Beacon newsroom to be joined by our editor-in-chief, Kellen Brown. Kellen, Happy New Year, and uh, thanks so much for doing this again. Yeah, Happy New Year, uh, 2021. So that's what our issue this week is all about, looking ahead to 2021. We said goodbye to 2020 last week. Uh, and as part of that issue, you uh, had a, continued an annual tradition of your own, making some bold predictions for what's to come this year. And I, I guess to begin, let's, let's start with something that didn't make it into your column, but might be one of the most consequential things that happens this year. And that's as we get the final results from the 2020 census. Uh, it sounds like there's a, a pretty strong possibility that Montana is going to add a second U.S. House seat, and and there's obviously a huge decision then that uh, that comes along with that. Yeah, where is the boundary for it? I mean, that will be the decision. Uh, the census is delayed for reasons we don't have to get into right now, but it was already supposed to be completed. It is not. I still believe that we will get a a second seat. Uh, we will be voting on that in 2022. We had two U.S. House representatives representatives in 1992. And so the question is, where are you going to draw the line? We have a quote unquote nonpartisan redistricting committee or districting committee uh, that's going to make that decision. I imagine they're going to be those lines will be similar to when we used to have an eastern and western district. The difference is more people have moved into the western district than the eastern district, the eastern part of the state, which actually always, even in 1992, came all the way up to. Gallatin County. So it's really central and eastern. So what, what that's going to look like, I wrote a, I've written a little bit about that. How do you, if we're going to, if, if Montana now needs to put about 530,000 people in each of the, these districts, what are they going to look like? And I've made my own recommendations. <laughs> but uh, part of what it's going to look like, so we have uh, in, in the new U.S. Representative, Matt Rosendale. He's, I imagine, if he wants an easy re-election in 2022, he will stay in the Eastern District because in that, the scenario where we're kind of cutting the state by the Continental Divide, he would have won 
that part of the state by 20 percentage points instead of about 12. What's going to be interesting is if the Western District includes Gallatin, Missoula, two liberal, moderate liberal, uh, Flathead, Hamilton, pretty conservative, and then Butte, you know, more of a, um, you know, union town. In that case, uh, Rosendale would have only beat Kathleen Williams by a couple percentage points. So more of a toss-up, a tougher, uh, a tougher seat to uh, defend. So that's what I started the month writing about. And then I just kept making predictions all month. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> rolling into the new year. <laughs> let's stay on that for, for just one second. For people who, who don't know, I mean, where, where was the line in 1992? And I guess mm. what would be different if, if something like the map that you've proposed comes to fruition? Yeah, what would be different would be you'd have to find a way to get about 100,000 people. So the line was basically the Continental Divide. Flathead, you know, went down Flathead to Powell, to Jefferson, to Gallatin um, County, and then everything east of that was its own district. So it basically cut right, right by Lewis and Clark, all those things. So now you'd have to give 100000 from that district and give it to the Eastern District to even out the districts roughly. And I propose giving them from the old district, Park County, that's where Livingston is, Lewis and Clark County, that's state capital of Helena, Broadwater County, and Glacier County. And those total is about 100,000 people. And that would even it out. Those used to be in the Western District and would go to the Eastern District. They're not asking for my advice. This was me coloring on a map and trying to see what is, looks the least gerrymandered and also you know, evens out the population. So what, what happens is you have two Republicans and two Democrats and then one person uh, appointed by the Supreme Court who make, who's going to make this decision if we get another seat. I can tell you the Democrats like the fifth person better than the Republicans do for redistricting in general because we do the state legislature as well this year. So I don't know. This is the map that looked uh, made the most sense to me. And like I said, what it would do, it, it would make a Republican stronghold in the in the Eastern District Still tilt a little red in the Western, but be much closer. When I, I know you said we were supposed to have the census results already and don't. When do we expect to know something about what these districts might look like? Is that coming this year, coming before we vote in, in 2022? Do you have any idea what that timeline is? Yeah, they'll be like? talking about it this year. But we have to have the census first, and the census is delayed, again, for mul uh, multiple reasons that we don't have to get into now. But yeah, it's... Uh, Hopefully by the end of the month, we know what the 2020 census is, but it could be several months. Uh, who knows? You made some other predictions in the column this week about uh, what's going to happen a little bit closer to home. And I, I, I want to start with the state legislature, because back in November, when the Republicans took back control of the governor's mansion for the first time in, in quite a while, there was a great deal of excitement in that party about having a, a unified government. There was a great deal of fear, I think, in the Democratic Party about uh, no longer having that veto power at the uh, at the uh, the executive branch. What, what do you see now that we've got a couple of months distance from that election, and now that the uh, the legislative session has begun? What what's your prediction for what this uh, this session is going to look like? Yeah, I think it's going to get weird, and it always does with any, it doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, we, it's a citizen law, uh, citizen lawmakers, and some of them have pet issues that the rest of us are like, huh? You know, whether we've had them in the past going back to the gold standard, you know, on, on down the line, really, like hunting with spears, 
stuff that you're just like, wow, I never even thought about that. And they, uh, and that's going to be a law that's debated. But I also think that there, I, I write in the column, I, I, I think Greg Gianforte, who's certainly conservative, will govern more nuanced than folks realize. And what I mean by that is like, I think there's this idea that's just going to be scorched earth and all of every single bill that every Republican proposes is going to just fly through. I don't foresee that. I could be totally wrong. But an example, his first press conference today, he's talking about the mask mandate and says, hey, ending the mask mandate is imminent. And then says, but we're going to wait till the vaccine rolls out further and uh, we have protections in place for businesses. So they don't get sued if they're not enforcing a mask mandate and we want to protect schools and we want, we want to protect hospitals. So actually, it's still in effect, which is kind of a little more in the middle than maybe folks thought. I don't know if that will uh, continue, but that's what's fun about writing a column. I get to make an opinionated prediction. And that's what I did. I think it's just going to be very conservative, but a little more nuanced than people think and not move quite as fast as folks think with some of these. Uh, uh, I, I don't even know if they're polarizing some of these more you know, red meat ideas. Well, these predictions, as you say in the column, have come true every year you've written. It, so <laughs> yeah, it's locked that's not true. First <laughs> one's the worst. I think I've made it every year. <laughs> well, let's talk about that one. Say as closest to home as we can get. There's a big empty space in the mall in downtown Kalispell. There has been for a while. Any thoughts on, uh, on what's happening there? Well, it's my hottest take. So the, I have lukewarm takes, cold takes. My hottest take is someone's going to move into that Herberger's building because it's just crazy. It was remodeled less than a year before they went bankrupt. It's this pristine, perfect building. And before, obviously, I had, uh, well, not obviously, like everyone reads me. Uh, but before, I will let the listeners know, I had lobbied for something akin to a Chuck E. Cheese or, like, you know, recreation center, something for adults to go take their kids. It has so much space. It's like 80,000 square foot building to do something, you know, for when it's shoulder season, parents need to get out. Anyway, so no one took me up on that. So I'm open to other ideas, but I think someone's going to just much smarter than me is really going to have a plan for that building and move in. And, you know, the trail, this is a cold take. This is just like happening. Everyone forgot about the trail. That's happening this year. I mean, they're predicting that it's going to be finished. The linear trail through downtown Kalispell cuts right by the mall. Folks out there looking for a place to invest. This is it. So there's a big, empty, brand new remodeled building ready for you to move in. All right. Anything else we want to uh, to touch on before I uh, let you get out of here? Yeah. Another cold take. And I've talked about this with you before. 20,000 people didn't move to the Flathead. There's no way. But I think a lot of people, I think almost as many people will move in this year in 2021 as did 2020. So that's a lot of people. And we have a lot of housing coming on board, but we need more. And then I have some of my own personal goals. Do you want to get into those? Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, uh, I wrote this. It says, you know, little things like drink less by myself. And then at the same time, though, because I don't want to get crazy, I, I wanted to start uh, smoking cigars and, and, you know, getting good at it, like knowing what they're about. I have trade one vice for another. But also with all these athletes and our office, I want to train and run with these guys, these young kids that we've hired. So. Of that, I don't know if there's anything else. They're we're, all pretty good. We're five days into the year. How's all that going so far? I've smoked one cigar. 
and I feel like I've also, I feel like I've also, you know, poured one less cocktail over the weekend. So, uh, so far, so good. Always can do better. I'm just ready to travel, man. You know, like get on a plane, head out. I just, I, uh, I'm ready for that. So hopefully this year, you know, don't take advantage, don't take advantage of just being able to be mobile and, uh, gets a little dreary here sometimes yeah so. seeing another state i think might be my goal state. for yeah. 2021 yeah yes it was visiting some relatives i'm ready yeah. so uh but you know uh, all these won't come true but yeah, we'll see it's fun to write <laughs> <laughs> well we will make sure that people bookmark that page on our website save it cut it out of the newspaper mm-hmm. listen to this podcast and we'll come back and revisit it 12 months from now yeah and, and send me your own predictions i'm i'm interested in what people think about uh, what's hap- happening in the valley so uh, yeah, we'll see what it, we'll see. 2021, right? I mean, it's uh, the bar's low. Bar's low after the last one. So I think it's going to be okay. Kellen, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. You can read Kellen's predictions column in the Flathead Beacon and check it out online at flatheadbeacon.com. And you can share your 2021 predictions with them by emailing editor at flatheadbeacon.com. And don't forget to grab this week's Outlook edition of The Beacon to read all of our stories on what's on the horizon in the next 12 months. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 9 p.m. on Tuesday, January 5th. Montana's 25th governor, Greg Gianforte, was sworn into office on Monday and wasted no time addressing the state's most pressing crisis, holding a press call Tuesday to outline his plan for managing the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Gianforte announced he intends to lift the statewide mask mandate put in place back in July by his predecessor, Steve Bullock, but he said he would not do so until more vulnerable people receive vaccines, and he has sent a bill that would protect schools, businesses, and other groups from lawsuits related to COVID-19. Gianforte did not lay out a timeline for rescinding the mask mandate or indicate what immunization thresholds would need to be reached for the mandate to be rolled back, other than to say, quote, we're talking weeks, not months. Gianforte also said his office would be issuing new directives and guidance for businesses in the coming days. The number of new COVID-19 cases has been dropping for the last several weeks in Montana, including in Flathead County, where new cases dropped by almost 40% from November to December, when less than 70 cases per day were confirmed. Elsewhere, the Whitefish City Council on Monday made its own move on COVID-19 safety measures, proactively announcing that its citywide mask mandate will stay in place for the foreseeable future, regardless of whether or not Gianforte does, eventually, rescind the statewide order. The council passed the measure unanimously, with members saying they believe the community would be safer with such a measure in place, and that such an action is particularly important with the ski season underway and a steady stream of -of out-of-area tourists expected for the next several months. Whitefish passed a similar measure last July, one day before Governor Bullock's statewide mandate. And in the last few months, the city has been proactive in educating the public through a number of campaigns spearheaded by its COVID-19 task force. There are 72 banners promoting mask use on display in downtown Whitefish, and more than 50 videos have been created to encourage safe behavior. 
In other news, local and state health officials continue to distribute the COVID-19 vaccine, but are urging patients as they navigate an unprecedented mass immunization effort. As of January 4th, more than 17,000 healthcare personnel had been vaccinated in Montana, including more than 2,000 in Flathead County. Montana is nearing the end of so-called Phase 1A of the vaccine rollout, which targeted frontline healthcare workers, and will move on to Phase 1B shortly, which was originally to include elderly residents, frontline essential workers, and anyone residing in a congregate care setting. And finally, as of January 1st, it is now legal to possess or grow small amounts of marijuana in the state of Montana. The change comes after two ballot initiatives were overwhelmingly passed in November, setting the stage for recreational sales beginning in January 2022. For now, residents can possess up to one ounce of marijuana or eight grams of concentrates and can grow up to four plants at their homes. Montana became the 14th state to legalize recreational marijuana last year. That's our show for this week. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, you can read a whole lot more about everything on today's show at flatheadbeacon.com and go there to get the latest breaking news as it happens. And you can also get the news delivered every weekday straight to your inbox by signing up for our daily newsletter, which you can also do at flatheadbeacon.com. Until next week, thanks for listening.